Today, a Texas sheriff is investigating Ron DeSantis over the immigrants sent to Martha's Vineyard. Don Lemon gets royally humiliated on his own show, and the White House walks back Biden's statement that the pandemic is over that fast. Yes, that fast. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today's episode is brought to you by Healthy Cell. They've got a bunch of great supplements to help with sleep focus. They've got a general multivitamin. My family loves this product. We take all of them. Promo code NEWS for 20% off of your first order. I am joined today by my really good friend. I'm so excited he's back on the program. Grant Stinchfield, host of Stinchfield Uncensored. It's been a really long time, I feel like, since you've been on. It has been a long time, but I don't know. Time goes by fast. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm home, so Yeah, it's great I know. To see we you. do, too. So I'm really glad that, that you're here again in studio today. I'm also joined by Taylor Hansen, investigative journalist Taylor Hansen, um, who is also a great friend, and we've done a lot of uh, work yeah, I was going to say, I don't get the great friend intro. I was like, oh, come on. Well, you're, I know you're like, I'm building up like my really great friend Taylor's like, it's me. And then it wasn't. Right. So no, good friend also Taylor Hansen. You got to uh, be over 50 to get the good friend. Fair enough. Then, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I want to get to uh, all of this. Yes, they, this, this immigration Martha's Vineyard uh, debacle is still going on. The left is still very, very angry about it. But, um, but earlier today, uh, speaking of the immigration topic, Biden, Joe Biden said that the migrants from Cuba, Venezuela and uh, Nicaragua sending those migrants back is, quote, not rational. Watch. On the border, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President? Because there are three countries that are never have There are fewer, there are fewer immigrants coming from Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. States. I... Lot to unpack there, um, but primarily, I is that was he did he just basically say like we're definitely not shipping you guys back, so please come in because that's well. What, you know, my first reaction when I watched that is yeah. his team has to be absolutely cringing that he's yes. walking back to the yeah, podium. Go, no! no, don't go there. Just walk <laughs> through the door, please. Yes. And then he's not even rational when he mm -hmm. when he gets there. I mean, look, that that's part of the problem. We've got people coming from all countries, in, including the Middle East. And they're overwhelming the border because he has an open border. Mm -hmm. He has decided that it is his party's best mm -hmm. interest to somehow have a giant welcome mat there. It's no longer the Border Patrol. It's called the Welcome Patrol. Yeah. And and that's what's happening. And. That's a disgrace right there. Yeah, Taylor. Well, and it's funny because you see him when he stumbles. Is he talks about these three countries and specifically he calls them states, which we yeah. won't even go into that. <laughs> but he talks about these three countries, because that's what they are, and about how immigrants are coming in. But he says, oh, you know, we're not worried about Mexico. It's like, yeah, right. you're not worried about Mexico because you've allowed every single immigrant in Mexico that already wants to come over they're already here. So now you're moving on to Venezuela and Honduras and all these other places that are a little bit farther out and take a little bit uh, longer to travel here because you're not having Mexican nationals come over anymore. I mean, when I go down and report at the border, hardly any. I mean, most of the times you have Cubans, you have Venezuelans, you have Hondurans, you have Middle Eastern people. I mean, from all over the world, but everywhere but Mexico. Yeah, Mexicans are like... 
you guys have turned your country into yeah. kind of a dumpster fire. And in fact, uh, we talked about on the program not too long ago that uh, Mexico City, the residents, the locals in Mexico City mm -hmm. were getting really pissed off because a bunch of Californians and people were moving there. And they were like, yeah, we're kind of tired of you Americans kinda, infiltrating our we country. We kind of hate <laughs> your culture. <laughs> you, you mean the people in Mexico City are having the same reaction to the Californians that Texans are having? Yes. <laughs> Please do not move here. <laughs> you guys are not wanted anywhere. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's really interesting to see. But also it's like, okay, well, if bad people are crossing the border because the border is open, I feel like we're all adult enough to understand that bad people could come from all different places, countries, shapes, sizes. So probably it's a good idea to just enforce the yeah. right. So, you know, we've been screaming, they've been screaming and yelling about everything going on in Martha's Vineyard for 50 migrants that go to the most beautiful island America has to offer, basically, <laughs> a free trip there. Um we had 53 people in Texas die on the back of a trailer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the Biden administration didn't mobilize anybody for that. No, there was no coverage on that. Absolutely zero coverage. And so, you know, you, you have Joe Biden running this issue of, of an open border, and you have Gavin Newsom out there screaming, yelling about the little girls. And we certainly talk about the MS-13 gang members to America. But the reason they have to go through the Darien Gap from Venezuela, which mm -hmm. is a brutal jungle to mm -hmm. go through. Little girls are literally raped, sex trafficked, and ultimately killed on their trek through the Darien Gap is because Joe Biden and the Democrats have decided to say, we're going to keep an open border and incentivize them to come here once they get there. He's mad at, at, at DeSantis and Abbott for sending a bus or a plane. They're flying these, these illegal aliens all over the country. Mm -hmm. I, I love that you brought up uh, the trailer incident that happened yep. because that happened, um, as you pointed out, in San Antonio, Texas, here um, in Texas, and it was actually in Bayer County. And yesterday, um, just in a disgusting display, the Texas Bayer County Sheriff, this is Javier Salazar, actually announced that he was investigating uh, into claims that illegal migrants were allegedly lured into boarding the flights chartered by Ron DeSantis in Florida over to Martha's Vineyard. Let's listen. Our understanding is that a Venezuelan migrant uh, was paid a, a, what we would call a bird dog fee to recruit approximately 50 migrants from the area around a migrant center on San Pedro uh, here in San Antonio. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days, uh, they were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard. Again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have, that they were promised work. They were promised the solution to several other problems. They were taken to uh, Martha's Vineyard from what, from what we can gather uh, for nothing, for little more than a photo op, video op, and then they were unceremoniously stranded in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, I would say being, uh, f uh, getting on a chartered flight to, as you pointed out, Grant, a very nice yeah. community. Being stranded. Way better yeah. than way better. being left to die in the back of, a, of an 18-wheeler, being uh, crammed in next to a bunch of people and just die because you get so hot that you just, you know, uh, suffocate to death. Do, do you think, though, that once they got to Martha's Vineyard, they expected all these liberals to welcome them with open <laughs> arms, and we love immigrants, and then instead they got, what? Brown people? Yes. We do not have brown people yes. on this island. 50? Yeah. My guest cottage with yeah. five bedrooms? I have no room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
oh, the poor brown people, they don't belong here. No. And, and, and they welcomed them. They're like, well, we <laughs> welcomed them for, what, 24 hours? And then you sh you gave them, like, some they're, they're celebrating and pop-tarts and shipped them back it's like, it's like the first thing that you expose these immigrants to when they arrive in this beautiful place in America is, like, the most sugary and processed yes. crap foods yes, that like, you feed your kids when you're bored and lazy. What do poor brown people eat? Oh, I know. Fruit, fruit Loops. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and 50 so of them. I mean, Obama's, the, the tent that Obama threw that party in, you know, his COVID party last yeah. year, I mean, that itself could have homed all 50 of those immigrants. But if I'm going to be stranded somewhere, sure as hell would like to be stranded in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, I could see worse places. I will say there's an upper middle class uh, white kid who's 13 years old who also eats Fruit Loops, much to this <laughs> man's father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, I mean, so many American kids do, but it's just funny that they're like, Oh, you know, you know they're buying the good stuff over at Whole Foods right. for themselves, but they're like, oh, they're poor. They're fine with just the, the processed sugary stuff that, uh, you know. What's the jurisdiction of this guy? To, to be yeah well and he's he he's doesn't have state. one yeah he he well, doesn't have one that's the thing it, is, it was it, this was just a media opportunity. I guarantee did he put a statement out on when you know all those migrants burned to death in the trailer did he actually t you know right. take the, as serious as this where's, where's that where's that investigation yeah exactly I mean there's know. no investigation going on with that but I mean God forbid Ron DeSantis flies some immigrants to Martha's Vineyard a beautiful location that needs to be investigated can, can I make one more point please on this? please so I really think it's important that everybody remember that Democrats, including that sheriff from Bear County, which mm -hmm. is San Antonio, do not care about these illegal aliens. They could mm -hmm. care less about the health and well-being of this. Yep. All they care about are taking a war to Republicans, to Trump supporters, to President Trump himself. Anything they can do to push their agenda, they're going to do it. They don't care about these people. No. That's the last thing on their minds, and people need to remember it's that. It's all about scoring political points. Yeah. I, well, I love that you say that because they are so, they're so, when I say great, I mean horrible, at uh, projecting <laughs> what they feel and what they're doing and their actions on the opposing party. So they constantly, after this happened, were like, you're using humans as political pawns? And it's like, that's what you guys have been doing throughout this entire border right. crisis, literally using people as, as political pawns. You're trying to convince them to make a dangerous journey that they could, they're going to end up raped and possibly killed mm -hmm. and, you know, these horrible conditions. And you're trying to, you know, encourage that. And I mean, it's just like, who's using who as political pawns? Because right. it sounds to me like you guys are the ones who did that. Well, and, you know, don't mention the vaccine either, or, you know, them forcing people to take it or you'll lose your jobs for the political you know, aspects of it. I mean, it's just over and over again, it's okay when the Democrats do it and the establishment does it, but the minute the Republicans want to fight back and, you know, do a, you know, publicity stunt, which I thought this was hilarious, this is exactly what you need to do. I think we should send 50,000, you know, double the population of what Martha's Vineyard is and, you know, let, let it so, sort itself out. I, I came up with a list. I think we need to overwhelm liberal cities mm -hmm. with migrants. So I thought Aspen, Colorado, would be a great place yeah. to send them. Portland, Maine is a beautiful city. Oh. I mean, it would be absolutely wonderful to, to send them there. <laughs> um, maybe maybe tell you right. And then I had Santa Fe, New Mexico, which would be great. You know, there's a lot of art scene uh -huh. there. And maybe uh -huh. even Sedona, yeah. Arizona, would yeah. be great to send them there. <laughs> I have five cities. I love that. Just a wish list. <laughs> right. No, look, I because I, I, I get the whole, like, well, this is just a, a political stunt. It doesn't really help. I, I understand, Carrie, I think Carrie Lake was mm -hmm. the one who came out and said, you know, pushing them further into the country doesn't really help. However, what else can we do at this point? Would I prefer mm -hmm. that we uh, put them all, yes, I'll say, you want to bust them somewhere, bust them back over the border. I would much prefer right. that, as I'm sure that you guys would prefer as well. But 
what other options do we have at this moment? is the problem. You've got Border Patrol who are coming in, Texas National Guard goes and closes a gate and Border Patrol comes right back up behind them yep. and opens it back up. So what else are we to do right now? Yeah, nothing but call out the hypocrisy of the left because that's ultimately what it did. So I thought that this was a stunt early on when Governor Abbott did it first. I was like, all right, it's kind of a political stunt. They're sending these migrants up. But then what started to unfold was the exposing of limousine, limousine liberals, yep. mm-hmm. which the not in my backyard thing was on full display. Mm-hmm. Look, Philadelphia declared a crisis state of emergency. <laughs> New York City, the same thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Go to Del Rio. Yep. Go to Eagle Pass. Mm-hmm. Yep. These are small cities overwhelmed with 10, 20, 30,000. They don't talk about housing. Well, the the amount of people coming through in one day, when I've been down at Eagles Pass reporting the amount, I mean, over 1,000 a day, easily, you know, just in one spot consistently over and over again. If you can just do one day's worth of immigrants in one of these cities, I mean, it just proves the hypocrisy. What you expect that citizens of Texas to take care of these immigrants and to mm-hmm. deal with the mass influx, but when you have to deal with it, it's not okay. Did what? you see the great story, by the way, of Gavin Newsom when he was mayor of San Francisco that he put homeless on a bus and sent homeless <laughs> out of his city? No. Yes. Yep. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So you, you can't even make this stuff up. No. It's too great. No. Um, okay, so one more clip that I want to play as we're talking about, you know, all of these all of these wealthy liberal elitists who just think that, uh, oh, we don't accept those poor brown people here. <laughs> Let them be someone else's problem. Uh, a local Martha's Vineyard resident, this is Joyce Dresser, who spoke to Fox News <laughs> and said that uh, all of these migrants that were flown in will luck out and get more services down south. Oh, and by the way, they're not dressed for New England, watch. I'm very <laughs> proud of what Martha's Vineyard has done, and I think in the long run that uh, these people are going to luck out if they're, they're getting more services than they would have gotten down south. Well, I think they did a lot. Okay. I, I think they did everything they could. I just wish I had been part of it. Okay. Yeah. All right, all yeah. right. So um, I'm hoping to get some clothes together and hopefully they can distribute them. Okay. They're not dressed for New England. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have L.L. Bean shoes yeah. and a flannel oh. shirt. The fall is coming. They don't have the you... Columbia zip-up. <laughs> well, hey, hey, they gave them Fruit Loops, so they clearly were being treated better than they would be down south because they got Fruit Loops. I mean, it just... They, oh, and like, bus to a military base. They are... They, right. They are, they're just memes of themselves. And they, they're so... They lack the they're self-awareness oblivious. to... Under, yes, they <laughs> lack the self-awareness to understand it because they live in a... They live in a bubble. They don't understand you know, how though, stupid they sound. I, I will back them up on this. So okay. they said there's no housing. So I said, well, let me check the Charlotte Inn. It's a beautiful little inn in, in Martha's Vineyard. And lo and behold... $2,000 a night. There was no availability all the way through December. So it's filled at 2000 a night. And they're right. There's just no housing on Martha's Vineyard for these for these poor people who aren't dressed for New England. Well, that is also true because all of the people who have the, their houses as just vacation homes, they've just there. It's an empty house that's right. sitting there there's and there's no more there housing. Open the door to let them in. Right. right. I mean, they couldn't possibly figure out how to utilize those homes that are completely um, empty. 
<laughs> and not being used. Probably, probably couldn't even utilize the door locks on these people's homes because of just how advanced they have become. Yeah, right? golly. Ah, it drives me nuts. Um, all right, we gotta, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So, uh, look, Tommy John, you guys think that I'm, I'm joking sometimes. I know, I'm, you're like, oh, you're so dramatic. Okay, whatever. But I'm not being dramatic <laughs> about Tommy John. It is literally the most comfortable thing I have ever put on my body. And they've got something for everyone, men or women, because, yes, there are only two genders. Uh, they've got uh, men's underwear. They've got loungewear. They've got really comfortable, uh, you know, the white T-shirts that all men have have and wear. You can get the softest one if you go to Tommy John's. They've got women's loungewear, bras, uh, underwear for everyone. You got to go there and they're backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. You can go to TommyJohn.com slash Y for 20% off of your order. That is 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash Y. Don Lemon, good old Don Lemon, uh, asked royal commentator, don't you love these titles? Royal <laughs> commentator, boy, you are really reaching when your only title, your only claim to relevancy to go on CNN is royal commentator, <laughs> Hillary Fordwich. Uh, he asked her whether she thinks the royal family should pay reparations <laughs> for colonialism. She said reparations should actually come from uh, Don, the people who started slavery in Africa. Watch. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when Ooh, across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas to trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you don't know what to say. Oh, he's such a clown. That, he that's, wanted to cry That's so the bad. look of someone who no longer has a job. Yeah. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> wow. So, that he, did not go the way he expected. No, it didn't go the way he expected. <laughs> he was totally shocked by it. Let's go back to Africa. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that caused the whole problem. I mean, the interesting thing with this whole royal family thing, it's it's been fascinating for me to watch because I watch liberals destroy the royal family, mm -hmm. and then I watch conservatives come to the rescue of the royal family. It's a monarchy, yeah. Yeah. for crying yeah. out loud. They're living off the people for no good reason right. other than their pomp and circumstance right. of it all. Right. Like, are conservatives just defending the monarchy because the liberals are besmirching the I monarchy? So. That's a great it's question. It's a monarchy. Well, so yeah, yeah. I, I and by the way, I, I, wanna, I, want, I want you, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I would just like to point out, this is the first time that we've covered any of what's going on over there because I'm just like, <laughs> so I don't important. care. We've, we've fought a revolution and like, I don't, cool, sorry I, that your family member died. I don't get the the idolatry. I hosted Sebastian Gorka's radio show yesterday yeah. and 
I did not talk about it once. <laughs> and it's all you can watch on the yeah. news, and I didn't even mention yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, it's not yeah. worth talking I about. I thought, you know, this is like the one thing we, the left and the right were in agreement on is like, monarchy bad. Yeah. Right? Yes, like, thank screw you. those people. I, I guess you. not, because now it's just the virtue signaling, like, oh, you know, the left is going to say this, that means we got to, you know, uphold the opposite position. I really do think that's what's going on right now, because mm-hmm. no one cares about a queen. Yeah. No one cares about it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, Don Lemon cares about it to the extent that he can try to promote reparations. <laughs> reparations. Yeah, so that did not, that did not go how he planned it. Last I checked, it's I don't want to check with you guys, because I've been asking this question a lot, and I haven't found anybody yet. Do, do you know anybody, or either of you, have you ever known anyone who was a slave? No. No. Do you know anyone who owned a slave? No. I, I can't find gone. anyone. Well, I, I know They're people that, that were a slave in the aspect of being human trafficked, well, and yes. they never received reparations. Right. So. Yeah. No, that's a great but, point, Grant. Yeah. Um, I never owned a slave. Right. I never was a slave. Right. I don't know anybody who was. Who were we paying a reparation? Who were we taking it from? Right. Wasn't right. our fault. Right. <laughs> Last exactly. I yeah. Um, so I want to switch gears here for a second and talk about uh, January 6th. Jim Jordan said a whistleblower has come forward detailing how the FBI is manipulating cases related to the January 6th Capitol riot to create the illusion that domestic violent extremism is a widespread problem in the United States. He said to uh, FBI Director Chris Ray that the manipulation case file practice was being conducted by the Washington field office, which was instructing local FBI offices to open up cases on their books that were in fact simply just related to Mm -hmm. the Capitol breach. Um, And maybe there's, I don't know, some other crimes going on in the country that the FBI could like shift their focus on rather than demonizing half of the country. Here's a little clip of that. The way I view it, my mind is, Tucker, they're juicing the numbers and they're cooking the books. And they are so focused on this, they're willing to pull agents from child trafficking cases to foster this narrative that you talked about, that Joe Biden in front of Independence Hall with the red background clenched fist talking about half the country being extremists. So remember, we've had previous whistleblowers who came to us and said that they were being pressured to label cases as domestic violent extremism. This whistleblower came forward and talked to us about how they're cooking the books, making the numbers seem that there are cases all over the country when, in fact, they're all related to January 6th. And now what's happened today, we learned that this newest whistleblower is, has been suspended from his job. So there's retaliation going against this guy for coming forward and telling us what's going on. Taylor, hit a little close to home for you. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just a little. Thank you, Sarah. Um, <laughs> no, with, I mean, this whole J6 thing, I mean, we've known it's absolute you know, crap or shite from the start. You know, we won't you won't use a swear jar yet. Well, you could have just and, kept it uh, crap. yeah, might might as well just. <laughs> but no, <laughs> as, as, he, as yeah, he said yeah. it, I had to up the ante just a little bit, but not too much. But as you know, this is this comes this report comes out like after barely a week of where we found out that there was more people being employed to look for white supremacists mm-hmm. by the FBI than actual white supremacists <laughs> that they could find. You know, and it makes me wonder. It's like, oh, maybe this is why you know my girlfriend is being punished. It's because they're trying to juice the numbers. She wasn't there on January 6th. She's never been political, but she legally cannot own a firearm and she's never been charged with anything. Nothing has ever happened. No violent charges, no misdemeanors, nothing. But now all of a sudden, me and her both aren't, you know, legally able to buy a firearm. So it's really interesting that this is all happening right around the time that, you know, this whistleblowing is happening and more information is coming out. You know, it's frustrating, Grant, because I hear the, you know, Jim Jordan, they go on on Fox News and they say, we Mm -hmm. have whistleblowers that have come forward and the FBI is doing this and they're manipulating and they're accusing people of domestic terrorism when there's no proof. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do about it Mm -hmm. other than going to Fox News for your hit? 
Well, so in many respects, Republicans' hands are tied because they don't have control of these committees, yeah. right, in, in Washington. But Jim Jordan's one of the good guys who's, who's really doing what you do is you go on Tucker Carlson and you, and you tell the world this is happening. I would go even further and I say, what are you doing, FBI agents? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because every single FBI agent Great that point. remains silent is culpable in the weaponization of that agency. I know we all have mouths to feed. I know we all have families and we all have careers. But what they're doing, the weaponization of a law enforcement agency, I I am pro-law and order, Mm -hmm. okay? I'm not pro-law enforcement. I love cops. I got a a lapel pin that I always wear, law enforcement pin, because I love cops. But I'm not pro-law enforcement. I'm pro-law and order. And all that means is if you have a bad cop, then I'm for putting the bad cop in jail or, yep. or sanctioning him or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Just like Republicans say, oh, I'm pro-business. I don't want you to be pro-business. <laughs> I want you to be pro-free markets. Yeah. That's good for consumers. That's good for business. So I'm pro-law and order. FBI agents ought to be pro-law and order as well. Mm-hmm. And the longer they stay silent, the longer I become angrier and angrier with that agency as culpable in the destruction of America. Mm -hmm. This is a regime we face right now. This is not an administration. It's a regime that is using agents of the state to persecute people like you and your girlfriend. And I'll tell you, if it's true, that because you simply reported on January 6th that somehow you're on a list and you can't get a yep. firearm, that is not legally purchase no. a firearm. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to purchase a firearm, and, and I'll set you up with some lawyers that will help you get that firearm you deserve to have. Yeah, well, they're, they're trying to, to radicalize people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they say we have all these terrorists in this country, and then they'll push and push and push one individual or certain individuals yeah. that you know might be prone to actually acting out or have a lot on the table. You know, They're putting their life on the line to get the truth out until the point of where they get radicalized and then they snap and they say, oh, look, there's that terrorist yeah, we've yeah. been talking about. Just we've like been warning the, um, you. the FBI agents that were involved in the, the kidnapping plot of Gretchen yeah, Whitmer. Well, right. like, the, thing, the thing is, is the FBI is at this point is they are, they are a criminal organization. Is yeah. They are quite literally perpetrating the terrorism that they're out there looking for on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. I, I want to offer this up to every single law enforcement officer out there, whether you're a federal agent or whether you're a, a local cop on the beat. I ask you, what are you going to do when you are given mm-hmm. the unconstitutional order to either arrest an American citizen, to break up a protest where they have a lawful right to be there, to go investigate a, a conservative because you don't like conservatives? When you get that order, you better figure out right now mm-hmm. what you're going to do mm-hmm. because you will get that order. What we face in America today is not far from what we saw in Canada. Yeah. So if you're a cop, have a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, you're going to be stuck wondering, what the heck should I do in this situation? It's going to come. Mark my words. And we don't need cops following unconstitutional orders. It's going to be real awkward when you have to knock on your neighbor's door to take his firearms away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Um, all right, got to take another quick break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So uh, if you maybe reach the age where things hurt when you wake up and there's like cracks and, and creaks that you didn't realize That's me. Exist, <laughs> existed That's, I'm getting in your this. Body. Omega yeah. XL. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, so... You got to get it because uh, if you're just rubbing a topical cream or whatever, it feels good, but then it goes away. This actually attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. So it gets to the root cause of the problem. It's uh, made. It's an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand, which I know you men at the table are like, if it's natural, that means it doesn't work. But it does. <laughs> All right. You got to try it. You can go to OmegaXL.com. Uh, if, if you order now, you'll get a second bottle for free over at OmegaXL.com slash news. That is OmegaXL.com slash news.
yesterday, we covered Joe Biden, uh, his 60 Minutes interview. Just <laughs> impressive stuff, man. He Were you convinced once scholar. he said that he his mental acuity is good and he is fit? And he said a whole bunch of words that didn't make sense. Right. And then you were like, wow, now I feel better. He is with it. And I'm sure that was edited, so it made him look good. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and he had notes with him. So that was right. him with the notes and editing. How was he not prepared for that question? How are you not prepared for that question? You know you're going to get the question. one question know. you know you're going to yeah. get. I know. And you somehow stumble and run through it like that. What was interesting, though, is he did bring up pudding. The proof <laughs> of the pudding is in the eating. Yeah, like, so, you know, at the White House Home for the Elderly, they have pudding <laughs> after lunch every day. And I understand really? he's a very big fan of pudding. And he gets angry if he doesn't get his chocolate pudding. I actually believe all of this is true. <laughs> so, um, so we covered uh, Biden's interview. And in it... I'm sure you recall that uh, he declared the pandemic was over. He uh, he said that uh, no, the pandemic's over. Now, do you see anyone wearing masks? Do you see any? You know, we're over here at a car show. Do you see everything is back to normal? COVID is still a thing, but we're back to normal. Uh, well, it didn't take long for the White House to walk back those comments. Uh, the White House told CNN that the president's comments do not mark a change in policy towards the administration's mm. handling of the virus. And there are no plans to lift the public health emergency, which has been in place, of course, since January of 2020 <laughs> and is currently extended through October 13th. So. It was interesting whenever he said this because I about lost my damn mind because I'm thinking, how many things have you guys just done in the past month that you completely overstepped your bounds, but you claimed that it was because of the pandemic, it was because of this emergency, it was because of this emergency that we're uh, seeking student loan forgiveness and you're overstepping your power there and not going through Congress. It's because of an emergency that you get emergency use authorization Mm -hmm. of a booster shot that has been tested in eight mice and no humans. It's all because of this big, huge emergency. And then you have Joe Biden just like, yeah, no, that that thing is over. So I guess it shouldn't come as a shock to me that the White House had to quickly walk back his comments because this emergency is how they are able to mm-hmm. abuse their power so of badly. Of course. And you brought up student loans. I mean, he just blew his argument to wipe yep. out student loans out right. of the water. Right. It was basically not basically. It was because mm-hmm. under his command that this was an emergency power. He could do this under the Emergency Powers Act and that, that he could wipe away student loans. So he clearly bled. And don't forget the White House also walked back the comment that we're going to defend Taiwan with soldiers, <laughs> yeah. that we would literally fight the Chinese <laughs> on the shores of Taiwan. But then, hey, they we're actually not allies with Taiwan. We, we actually like China, apparently, according to Nancy Pelosi as well. So Yeah, they do not have a cohesive messaging on Taiwan. A messaging on Taiwan. Do they have a cohesive messaging on anything? No, 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 they don't. Except oh. an open border. Exactly. <laughs> actually true. Uh, So yesterday, Fauci, of course, tried to kind of chime in and, uh, you know, qualify Joe Biden's claim that the pandemic was over. I don't know if any of you are still listening to this nincompoop. Uh, He did acknowledge that while the worst of the coronavirus is over, it still remains a concern and, of course, cited the huge success of vaccines. Watch. (laughs) The one thing that does stand out as a really unprecedented success story is how science has added to our capability in a very, very big way to address Mm. this outbreak. And even though it's been terrible from the standpoint of the toll of human suffering and death, both in the United States and globally, it clearly would have been much, much worse. We still must be aware of how unusual this virus is 
and continues yeah, to, to be when it's in its ability to evolve into new variants which defy the standard public health mechanisms of addressing an outbreak. I, I think I can actually viscerally feel my blood boil every mm -hmm. time I watch him well, the, speak. The way he talks, he talks so, the, the, the spacing between his words, yeah. I've seen it before, it's, it's what lawyers do when yeah. they know that they can't say certain things that are going to get him in trouble. They have to have the language just right, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what he's doing. He's just pausing. And then he gets his another word think out. Gets his another everything. word out. He's got to think yeah. through it because he knows in three months he's going to go on another show and say something that's the exact opposite of this. And then people on Twitter are going to say, "Hey, these don't add up." Or when they try and blame Trump, you guys see the articles of you know the the uh, vaccine is now being blamed on Trump, right? Right. Because it's having some adverse effects. So now, hey, it wasn't us. It was Trump that pushed this out. Which. To be fair, mm -hmm. he did push Operation oh, yeah, Warp Speed, which was baby. a yeah, but, it was a big. I had a big problem with it at the time. But Obviously, remember, we see how it played out. He was trusting people he shouldn't have trusted. Correct. And if You're President Trump right. has had one problem, mm -hmm. it's been people he can trust. It's yes. surrounding himself with people he can trust. He doesn't talk about the vaccine anymore. If you if you've yes. watched, he doesn't yep. talk about his great success. Yeah. He realizes this thing has been an absolute disaster. And I watch Fauci there talk about science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He is on the this science. program, I've heard you talk about ivermectin. Mm -hmm. I talked about ivermectin on everywhere I went. We were laughed at. We were ridiculed. We talked about don't be ventilating these patients. I talked to frontline doctors who had legitimate treatments for this. They were saving patients on a daily mm -hmm. basis while these clowns were killing patients. Yeah. On a daily Intentionally, basis. you could argue as well. As they, they, they knew purposely that they were not giving these people the treatment that they needed in order for the survival rate to go up. We're and still getting it. People still aren't getting the treatment they mm -hmm. need. I just talked mm -hmm. to a woman before whose mother was in a hospital. She lives here in Dallas, mother in a hospital, and they will not give her the treatment protocols that she wanted to. They sued in a court and a judge ruled against her. The mother's dead. What? The mother's dead. How long ago did this happen? This is just weeks ago. So no. the court ruled that you can't force a doctor to do something, which I understand you can't force a doctor to prescribe something that the doctor doesn't want to prescribe. But what a hospital should say is if you have a doctor that you want to bring in, mm -hmm. then have that doctor come in and treat your, because we can't move her right. because she's, she's incapacitated yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. This lady died. And that's on Dr. Fauci's hands. Yeah. And, and these doctors, I'm, I'm done with them. Look, mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't just totally ignore your doctor, but nobody knows my body like I know my body. Yep. I'm telling you, even when I have sprains and this kind of stuff, these doctors don't know. They, they like hear the stuff, they soak it in, and they're mm -hmm. like robots. Yeah. Yeah. They don't critically think anymore. We've lost all sense of critically thinking in America, and nowhere is that more obvious well, and, than and, in medicine. And what's yeah, terrifying so is right. that, like you said, there's nowhere there's more obvious than medicine. I mean, medicine is now opinion. That's literally all it is. Well, now. it's just regurgitated from the, you know, people like Dr. Fauci who haven't seen a patient mm -hmm. in what, you know, 40, 50 years. And he's telling you, don't believe your eyes, don't believe your ears, don't believe what your patients are coming in and complaining of. We are telling you that that is not true because we are the science and we said so. You know, and I would be surprised, but these are the same doctors that are chopping kids' penises off and yeah. giving them, you know, yeah, the medical gender is, reassignment is surgery for their health. I mean, the medical field is completely, yeah. you know, it's, it's gone off the wall. That, that's it's what gone. it's gone. I'm actually to the point where, I know we got to take a break, but I'm actually to the point where if, if the establishment medical community calls someone a quack, I'm like, that's my doctor. Mm -hmm. That's who I'm going to. <laughs> One that's quick statement. Yeah. Did you see the study that's out there? 
that conspiracy theorists, those who believe yeah. it, are now much less likely to have myocarditis. It's <laughs> weird. It's so weird. weird. It's so crazy. That's how science works. <laughs> what can you do, right? <laughs> we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Sweatblock. So Sweatblock is there for those of you who are just like a little too sweaty and uh, you get the embarrassing underarm, just just giant wet marks. Don't let that happen to you. I know it's you go out on a date or you go, you know, you're going out with your friends and you're like, Going like this the whole night, right? right? You're at a concert and you're like, I can't clap because I'm embarrassed. Don't do that. You got to try sweat block. They've got wipes that you apply at night and they will protect you from that sweat for up to seven days. I know this because my husband, love you, babe. I know you're in the control room, but he does have some. Yeah, Calling him out. He's sweaty, but he's not anymore since he started using sweat block. It really works. And we're in Texas. So that is a really, really good case study here. You can also try the deodorant stick. Uh, get it all today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code news. That is sweatblock.com, promo code news. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health recently released new guidelines for children in their new standards of care, which removed the minimum age recommendations for minors to receive medical interventions that would permanently alter the body. Here is a a little segment of a new live-streamed session from their annual conference that they where they revealed that they made this change so that doctors wouldn't face malpractice lawsuits watch what we didn't want to do was create a chapter that would make it more likely that practitioners would be sued mm. because they weren't following exactly what we said that. we wanted there to be mm-hmm. some clinician judgment without being at risk for oh being held Oof. in court for not sticking completely to these standards. So we did write them in a way, I think, so that there was, that there is leeway, that we recommend things, but then we suggest that clinicians use their judgment about what to do in therapy oh situations okay. and in mm-hmm. um, assessment situations mm-hmm. so that they, mm-hmm. so that you can so use great. individualized clinical judgment and not face malpractice suits. I feel like, like just refer back to the end of our last segment. The like the medical community is just gone, just gone. Mm-hmm. They would rather focus on medical malpractice and the possibility of being sued rather than the reason why they would be sued, which is this is medical malpractice. They're and killing it, kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you are you're you're permanently damaging a child's mm-hmm. body. Yeah, I think maybe you should be sued. What are there? No tomboys left. No. Well, that's what I said. Like, I my like if society was back then, the mm-hmm. way that society is now, I would be a dude. I yeah. would be a trans dude because I was a tomboy. Saul Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you love that? I love that they always have to, they always feel like they have to keep the same letter that your name starts right. with. Yeah. And then they just change the rest. I'm like, you're picking it's, a it's whole new name. You can right. just change it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it just seems like the world has lost its mind. Right? It really and does. so many things, you just... That doesn't make any sense. Like aborting a baby at nine months. Like none of this stuff makes any sense anymore, especially this all out transgender quest. And I thought, what could be behind this? And I actually think what they want is the androgenization of America. Mm -hmm. They want to take men completely out of the household. They want to do away with men altogether. And if you look at great societies over the course of history, whether it's ancient Rome, ancient Greece, all you have to do is go back and look at their statues. Ancient Roman gods, we talk about, Sarah, you always wanted an ancient Roman god, right? (laughs) They were big, muscular gods. And then as you watch society go, Greeks the same way, Greek Mm -hmm. gods. 
they become these whimsical little fairies, these little whimsical men. And then all of a sudden, society collapses. You do away with men in society, society will collapse. Call me, uh, you know, whatever, uh, but correct. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. What I, well, that's, that's what exactly I would call you. what you are. Is correct. Is the entire point of this is you don't even need to completely do away with men, but you need to do away with real men. You need to demasculate men to the point of where they don't have enough of a backbone to stand up to anything. And even if they do, they don't have enough, you know, sway in culture anymore. I mean, nobody cares about a man's opinion. I mean, you look at the suicide rate. It's a whole nother topic. Men are the ones that are highly affected by suicide. We're not allowed to talk about our problems. We're not allowed to do these things mm -hmm. because we've been shoved into a corner by this culture that doesn't want men you know, right. to do any part of it. Is you can't cut a real man's you know, child's penis off and they're just like, oh yeah, that's okay, you know, that's normal. No, real men stand up to things like that and that is exactly what they don't want to happen in this country. Now that's what I, something that I've what talked about. What he's saying about. is nobody better try to cut my penis off. Right. <laughs> basically, right. basically. So this is something that I, that I often talk about because I think that um, you know we went to the Roanoke Child mm -hmm. Drag Show together, and well, we we met up with each other there. And um, the thing that I found so appalling was the amount of men yep. who were there with their families. I think all of maybe minus one, all of the children that I saw there were there with their mother and their father, and the father was clapping along, was taking the picture of the kid with the drag queen, with the hands on the kid. It was very, very, I mean, it was, it really shook me because I thought to myself, what is happening to the men? And then I thought, are they, are they, too, are they too whipped by the women? Because meanwhile, women are becoming more masculine, right? <laughs> so it's like- Call them whip. I mean, well, I'm like, and what is it? That's and what I, it is. I feel like it is. And then mm -hmm. someone, of course, pointed out to me as well, We've you also have them. the, well, and you also have the justice system who is constantly ruling in you know, uh, the women's favor. So mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? Make your wife unhappy? Cause then she'll just divorce you. And then they'll, she'll just take your, your kid to you know, go get puberty blockers or whatever. And I'm just like, God, how do we get ourselves out of this? It feels like everything is stacked against us. I'm not asking you for a solution. I just. I mean, it's the highest form of evil. That's. I mean, there's really nothing more you can say about it. I mean, this is all intentional. It's yeah. the intentional down. I mean, fall of our society. Yeah. I mean, this is what a dying society looks like. This is the symptom: is you you neuter the men, and they're not willing to stand up for the, just the basic, the right. most basic of values. I mean, literally, for the idea that you can't even stand up for life, the most basic right of all, they all really started with the abortion issue, is you dehumanized a certain you know, subcategory of people, the most innocent. If you can murder the most innocent people in society, you move on to kids, yeah. neutering them, you know, literally neutering them, yeah. it's not a big deal. That's not controversial uh, at all. I wanna give some people hope out there. Please. Because there are men in the world, and I'm friends with many of them. And we call them Stinchfield's Army that used to watch my <laughs> Newsmax show, they're yeah. still out there. I promise you, the amount of American men that will not stand for this and will not let our country fall are out there. And this country ain't going anywhere. No matter what they try to pull with us, it's not happening on our watch. I love that. Um, all right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be back. Good, I feel better now. Perfect, you feel better? Yes, thank you. A biologically male teacher in Canada who identifies as transgender teaches class while wearing uh, obscenely large prosthetic breasts. There's, these are, <laughs> I can't even. With, with, <laughs> dang it, I can't do this. Without nipple concealers, by well, the way. Those yeah, are some knockers. It's cold in there, I'll just tell you. Um, so the school actually sent a letter to the parents after all of this circulated and actually defended the teacher, saying uh, that they wanted to reiterate that they are committed to establishing and maintaining a safe, caring, inclusive, equitable, and welcoming learning 
and working environment Equitable. for all students, for all students <laughs> and staff. How far does this go? Does someone get to show up just like with a, a strap on? Like, <laughs> I mean, at this I mean, point. I like what? Ah! I don't. I don't think there are any limits to this. I mean, you got the school coming out to defend this, but it was obviously a student who took that video because they were uncomfortable or yeah. thought it was funny. But they're like, "Yeah, we stand by you," even though he's the one that took the video and was like, "Yo, my teacher's crazy. Look at the hoo haws on this thing." Yeah, I have to wonder if sometimes you're like. Wait, are you just trolling? <laughs> Is this like a conservative undercover trying to Wouldn't prove a point? Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. I'm not often, often left speechless, but I'm left speechless after looking at that picture. <laughs> Where Lord. do you even get this like so breasts? Dumb. That you know, big. those things that big. I'm like, sure it's like for meant as a joke. Right, like a, a party gag. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy some and I'll like, wear them next time I'm on the show. Oh, you're gonna wear them? Yeah, I got okay. you. Will you book me when Taylor uh, wears <laughs> Fine. All right, thank you guys so much. Make sure you are following Grant Stinchfield uh, and also Taylor Hansen. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.